Hi friends, welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host, Marge, and I just want to say thank you for listening. Glad you're here. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate you being here and listening. So this week, I thought, why not talk about something? I mean, by the time this recording comes out, we're probably still going to be in the throes of COVID. Maybe we're not. Maybe things will be, maybe we've flattened the curve enough and things will start to go a little bit back to normal. Although I guess the the consensus is generally that things will probably never go quite back to normal. But hopefully things will go back to normal a little bit. But maybe not. I don't know. I'm recording this this episode in advance, trying to get my shit together while I have the free time to do it. And I thought, one of the things, I'm not sure why I haven't talked about this before, why never it occurred to me, because I take something every day called, not almost every day, actually, called fire cider. Have you ever heard of fire cider? It's called, It's a traditional herbal remedy used to warm up the body during the cold months and support immunity during cold and flu season. So considering that we're in the midst of the cold and flu season from hell, I thought, of course, this would be a great thing to share. And I've been making this all winter long. Why haven't I thought about infusing it? I will be infusing it with the next batch. So I actually have a batch on the go already. So what is, so I know I'm saying like it's a herbal remedy used to warm up the body. Yeah, sure. But really, what exactly is it? It's a blend of various herbs and spices that you cover in apple cider vinegar and you let it sit for a while. It's sort of like infusing alcohol. If you've, you know, if you've infused alcohol with cannabis and you've done the method where you let it sit on the counter for a while and give it a shake every day, that's sort of what it is, except you're doing, you're doing it with herbs and spices. So you might put in ginger, garlic, onion, horseradish, that kind of thing. And you put it all together. You let it sit for up to six weeks. You could do it shorter you might want to do it shorter now that it's so, so late in the season. And when it's done infusing in the apple cider vinegar, you strain everything out and then you stir in some honey. And this honey is obviously so that it doesn't taste terrible. I actually don't really mind the taste of it, but for some people, this potent combination of herbs and spices could be pretty hard to choke down, which really makes it, I mean, if you if it's so gross, you won't take it then obviously there's no point to, but the honey certainly adds a sweetness to the the spicy sour flavor that you're going to get. And when you're adding honey, I happen to have infused honey in my cupboard. Why not add infused honey? Because then you're getting, obviously you're going to want to probably microdose this kind of, this honey. You don't want a super, um, a super potent infusion to go into this, even though it is going to be dissipated amongst a pretty big batch of this fire sour liquid. But I think you're going to get some of the added benefits of the cannabis working along synergistically with this other group of herbs and spices. Why did people start taking fire cider all those long ago or whenever it started? I haven't run into too many people who know what fire cider is. Not only is it easy to make and affordable, but it's using ingredients that you're probably going to have on hand. Personally, the only ingredient that she recommended, I did get this from a website that I follow that I really love called Nourished Kitchen. And I'll post that, I'll post the link to that in the in the website. And that's the recipe that I follow along when I whenever I've made it. 
She recommends a whole bunch of stuff. The only one I haven't been able to find is the horseradish. And even when I was at farmer's markets, like last fall, when I first started making this stuff, I just started making this like, like this year, I had never actually heard of fire cider before, but horseradish was the only one that was really hard to find. And I did come across one farmer at the market who said, you're welcome to come out to my house and dig up some horseradish. I guess it's a a type of root. You'd be using the root in this, in this thing. So I think, I don't actually know, but he said, you're welcome to come up and dig some up for free, but you have to do the digging yourself. And apparently one of the reasons why you don't see it too much at markets and stuff is because it's really difficult to dig up. And it's a, it's just a tough plant as far as that goes. And of course, not a lot of people are asking for horseradish at farmer's markets. So it's not really something that farmers tend to bring because it's such a pain in the ass. So I never did go out to his place and dig it up. I just always skipped that particular ingredient. I'm sure it'd be nice. But when you have all the other things in it, then you I mean, you don't really need to worry about it. So don't worry about the, the horseradish unless you have access to some or you know where to buy it. Then by all means, toss it in there. But I have never put any in mine and it's turned out just fine. Although not that I've had anything to really compare it to, but I've made a few batches already. Fire cider depends on five dominant herbs, including ginger, onion, garlic, horseradish. Of course, as I said, I had to, had to cut that one out and hot chilies like cayenne. You can also add other things. So I added turmeric, a strong anti-inflammatory. I also added black pepper because everything I've read about turmeric is that the curcumin in turmeric, you've probably all heard of that by now, as being this uh, anti-inflammatory, very has got a lot of health properties to it, but it is, needs to be paired with black pepper in order to be more bioavailable in the body and absorbed better. So I threw in some black peppercorns as well. Uh, there's rosemary, which has antimicrobial properties, and cinnamon, which is nice for its warmth, star anise, it's sweet and soothing, uh, what else do we throw in here? Fresh germ, fresh ginger. It's a warming herb with antiviral properties. Onion. So I quartered a couple of onions and threw it in there as well. It's a folk remedy for colds and flu. And it's particularly rich in quercetin, which is a strong anti-inflammatory. Garlic. Traditionally used to ease colds and upper respiratory upper respiratory tract infections and has antiviral and antimicrobial properties. Hot pepper is a warming herb that supports circulation winter and it's traditionally taken at the onset of a cold. I've never tried that, but I have been using, again, this fire cider whenever I start to f- feel something coming on. And I haven't really gotten sick this winter that I can recall, nothing serious at all. There's a variations. So the variations come in where you can add things like citrus fruit. So I added lemon. I would cut up a whole lemon, quarter it up, toss it in. You can use the whole fruit. Some people just throw in the peel. If you're just doing that, organic might be a little bit better if you can manage that. I also put in thyme. And for the rosemary and in the thyme, I used an organic dried variety because I just didn't have the fresh on hand, but I think that would work just as well. It's uh, Thyme in particular is a culinary and medicinal herb. And it's traditionally a healing herb as well, an expectorant and often used in herbal cough remedies. And another one that you can throw in as well that I didn't have was echinacea, which supports the immune system and the body's innate healing capacity. You've probably heard about echinacea, uh, people using echinacea tea or tinctures at the first sign of cold and things like that. So, I mean, you can definitely make it your own for whatever you can get your hands on. 
You don't have to put in all that stuff. You can pick and choose. I also threw in, I did throw in a cinnamon stick and I did also use fresh jalapeno peppers. And I think I did put in the cayenne as well. So this is one of those things. Yeah, some people have made it a certain way for a long time, but basically you pick, get out whatever you have, whatever you can get your hands on. And fortunately, most of this stuff you can get at any regular grocery store. You don't have to do anything fancy. Although I did have to go to an Asian grocery store to get the fresh turmeric. And it's a small root that looks a lot, very reminiscent of ginger. And when I cut it up, it made, definitely made, stained my hands a little bit from getting it on my hands. But you throw it all in there, you cover it in a big, you put it in a mason jar, you cover it with your apple cider vinegar, you give it a shake once a day, you know, put on your counter where you might see it. So you remember, you give it a shake once a day, and anywhere from upwards of six weeks, you strain it, you can compost the the or throw out the material afterwards, and you stir in your medicated honey, and you have a pretty potent immune system support during this weird time that we're in. And normally this would be something I'd probably just make in the wintertime. I think after making it this year, I'm going to keep making it each year. But because we're also dealing with this COVID virus right now, it could, I think I'm going to keep making it for the duration of the summer as well, just to support the immune system. Basically too, I mean, it sounds, you might be thinking, oh, this sounds super gross. And it's actually not nearly as bad as you think if you're used to drinking some of this stuff, but how can you actually use it? I personally use it as a, as a wellness shot. I try and take it in the morning. Now you could do a tablespoon or two straight. I tend to do a tablespoon and I just dilute it with water. So it's still pretty strong, but when you dilute it with water, it doesn't taste nearly as bad. A tablespoon or two straight, uh, you want to knock that back pretty quickly, like you're drinking a straight whiskey or something like that, because it is going to be pretty potent. But that's how I prefer to use it. You could add it to a herbal tea, like if you're making like a hot lemon ginger tea, you might be able to add it in a vinaigrette. If you're doing some kind of salad dressing or whatever, sprinkle it over vegetables, swirl into some soups or stews. But personally, I I find the best way to use it myself is just as a wellness shot. It is does taste medicinal, not nearly as bad as something like Buckley's or whatever. You know, I try and take, I don't necessarily take it every day, but I try and remember to take some in the mornings. And it's just a, a one way to support your immune system during these strange times with the added benefit of having a little bit of cannabis added in there for all the entourage effect you're going to get with the the potent cannabis that you're using as well. And I don't shouldn't say potent because it's obviously not nearly as, I mean, it's going to be diluted quite a bit. Um, and it's not going to be super strong, but I would definitely, um, give this a try if you're worried about illness in your family and trying to stave off, you know, illness. And this doesn't necessarily have to be COVID. I mean, while we're dealing with all that shit, there's still colds and flus going around and there's still other ways that you can get sick. So you obviously want to stay as healthy as possible, hopefully with less reliance on pharmaceuticals and more reliance on ourselves. It's taking control of your high life. This one, you're not really getting high, but you are using some of your medicated cannabis to support your immune system at a time when we could all use a boost. So I recommend you try that one out. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com or try the new speak pipe feature on the website at bitemepodcast.com. 
ask away. Like I said, I have been making this for most of the winter, but I thought this would be a really good one to bring back and I'm going to keep making it. Now, on another note, I just want to say thank you for all the people who left reviews on Apple Podcasts. I I know I've asked a few times, hey, if you really feel like you're getting something out of this, please leave a review. And until recently, I never even knew how to check for reviews. That tells you it's funny. I've used Apple Podcasts a ton myself, but I never knew how to actually look for reviews. And you can't often see them, at least on my phone, I can't see them. Anyway, I I found some reviews on here and I was totally blown away by the kind things that people were saying. And it really means a lot. And it and thank you so much. And some of these were actually on here from like a while ago and I never noticed them until this week. And I'm really sorry about that, that I wasn't able to acknowledge the people who took the time out of their busy days and sat down and wrote a review. And I'm gonna start, I'm gonna read one out to you from Billy Pancakes. And this was from a while, a while ago. If you're still listening, Billy, I really appreciate this. Nice tips and tricks. He says, started dabbling in edibles, both consuming and creating, looking forward to more. So I hope you're still getting some value out of this, Billy. I really appreciate you leaving the five-star review. And if you want to shoot me an email at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com, I'll send you something fun in the mail just for taking the time to leave this review. So really appreciate it, you guys. It means a lot and it helps me keep doing this show because Lord knows it sure as hell doesn't pay much, but I love doing it. I love making edibles and I love sharing them with you guys and hearing what you guys are up to as well. So if you're making something new and interesting yourself and you want to share, uh, by all means, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. And until next week, stay safe and stay high.